What are the questions that you need to have answered in order to ensure that you have a customer who is willing to want to buy from you? Let's discuss that today. Do you desire a competitive advantage delivered weekly that will help propel you into the next level of your sales career? Then you have found the right place. Welcome to the Win the Deal Show, a B2B sales podcast for sales professionals like you that want to discover ways to improve your strategy, communication and negotiation techniques, and ultimately win more deals. Get ready to accelerate your sales growth. Now, here's your host, Tim Barnaby. Hi, and welcome back to the Win the Deal Show. I'm your host, Tim Barnaby. Today, we're going to dive into a little bit more on our clarity element of our sales framework. And now we're getting into what I referred to last week as the discovery portion of the framework. And what we're really going to dive in today and talk about is specifically the questions that we need to have answered to help us understand the customers that we're trying to attract, whether or not they are qualified, truly qualified to want to do business with us or not. Before we get started, make sure you take the opportunity to grab my free guide to telling better sales stories, the five must haves to turn your sales story into a success. It's specifically for B2B sales professionals and it outlines the easy, straightforward story selling strategies that I and my clients use to hone their most important asset. When used effectively, this will make you one step ahead to winning more deals. If you want to make an impact on your sales, go to timbarnaby.com slash story and grab a copy of the five must-haves. Today, we're talking about prospecting. And this part of the sales process for me is really critical. I believe that opening is the new closing. I believe that it is fundamental that we get opening right. I believe that it is through our discovery, our discovery meetings, our conversations, our messaging in between by email or text or however it is that you're first reaching out with those potential future customers that we really need to do our due diligence to ensure that number one, we're really helping the right people. And number two, that we're really working with them in a way that's going to get us to the end state, where it's going to get us to that point that we're going to have either a signed contract or a purchase order from them. Is this going to work 100% of the time? Absolutely not. I am not selling you that. What I am saying, though, is that it is critical that we spend this time up front with our due diligence in advance and really dig in with the types of questions that we're going to ask those prospective customers so that we know exactly what the situation is and whether or not they're looking to do business with us. There are four critical questions that we need to answer as part of our sales process to determine whether or not the customer is really going to want to buy from us or not. And again, this does not mean that if you answer all four of these questions in the affirmative, that they will absolutely sign on the dotted line at the end. It will, however, give us guidance to ensure that we know as we make our way through the rest of the sales process, that we understand all of the key elements of 
why we're even going through a sales process with this customer. And it will provide us with that valuable insight that we need to help us when we eventually get to the close, the end state, where we really need to make a final decision as to whether or not we will absolutely do business with each other. Let's walk through what those four questions are. The first question that you're going to want to ask is, does your potential future customer have a problem? I've spoken about this on previous episodes. We want to be in the business of solving problems and specifically business problems. And that is the first key critical question that we need to answer. If we have not identified a problem that they are trying to fix, then we need to find that before we really advance our sales process. Having a conversation with that potential future customer really revolves around their problems. And those problems could be pain-based, but they have to be problems that your company can solve for. Question number two, now that you know that they have a business problem, does your prospective customer agree that they have the problem? Through our questioning and through our assumptions and through our thoughts and processes and value adds that we're having as part of the conversation to uncover the problem, the potential customer has to admit that they have this problem and are aligned to it. There are times that the people that we're speaking to are facing challenges and we try to help them by having these conversations around what is working in their business and what is not and what are they doing to try to fix any potential issues that they may be having. They have to agree though, that when we have identified this potential problem, that they recognize that it is a challenge for them. It's one thing for us to ask questions and to infer that they have a challenge in front of them. And yet they may not necessarily share all of the details. I know it's shocking that somebody may hold back critical information as to whether or not they are facing issues or not. We need to have that level of conversation, open, honest, transparent conversations with them to really dig in and find out, are they challenged by these issues? And legitimately, we may make certain jumps to conclusions. We may find ourselves stretching at, at what may be a challenge for them, and we may not be on the right course. So we really need our potential future customer to acknowledge that there is a problem that we have uncovered or identified through the conversation and that they agree that that is a problem that they have. The third question that your potential future customer needs to be able to answer with you is, do they want to fix it? Do they want to fix it? You've had the conversation and you've uncovered a pain point in their business, something that is preventing them from going forward. And through that conversation, they admit that it's a challenge. They admit that what you have uncovered, what you have got them to think about is causing them a problem. Now, is it worth fixing? Is it worth fixing? Here is an element uh, that you need to really dig in on. 
And this is why impact is so important. Impact is, a de is defined as the amount of time loss or the amount of revenue that's lost or the amount of profitability that is lost or the uh, turnaround time or the uh, number of lost employees, number of lost customers. These kinds of challenges, business challenges that your potential customer may have needs to agree that it is worth fixing. For example, if we uncovered a problem that was in the neighborhood of a 50 or even a $100,000 business problem to your prospective customer, and you have a solution that is 25,000, it has great ROI, right? At least two to four times the ROI for the investment in your goods and services. And yet, they may be a billion dollar company. So this very small problem, this 50 to $100,000 problem in a $1 billion company may be something that they're aware of, but may not necessarily want to fix because it will have such a small impact on their business versus somebody who is only at one or even $10 million. They may look at what that potential problem could be and how it could escalate and become even more problematic to the level that they would definitely want to consider going forward and fixing it. So we need to understand that context. It's part of the reason we need to understand what the impact is, how much of a gap that there is between where they are today and where they could be in the future if the problem were to be fixed and what the cost of their business would be if they chose not to fix it. Would the cost go up? Would they continue to see churn in the number of people that they have in their company or the number of customers that they have? Would they see a decline in the profitability of their business? These kinds of factors need to be part of the conversation because if they are not willing to fix the problem for various reasons, then there may be no reason to continue with the sales conversation. Because even though you can help fix the problem, if they're not willing to fix it, what point is it in continuing on in the conversation? The fourth question that you want to have answered is, will your prospective future customer be willing to go on the journey to fix the problem with you? There is some likeness or relatability or just resonance with you and that prospective future customer that they have to recognize that there's a business problem or a technical problem that they're facing, that they agree that there's a challenge, that they want to fix it, and that you're the right company to help them. So we need to really find a way through our questioning to know that we are going to be a challenger to you. We are going to make sure that you're thinking about the purpose of what it is that you're going to use the product or service for, that it's going to solve the business problem that you're facing. And in doing so, we want to build that ability to say we can work together to push each other, to make sure that it's a right fit, not just roll over when people say, please do this, really have a true partnership and find a way in which to do that. 
when we do that, and we've answered that fourth question of them wanting to go on the journey with us, we have a really good qualified prospective future customer. And we can take all that information and run with it through the rest of our sales process to help us build a better sale experience with that potential future customer. Let's recap. Four questions you want to have answered before you move forward in your sales process. Number one, does your prospective future customer have a problem that you can fix? Number two, do they recognize that it is a problem and agree that it needs to be fixed? Number three, do they want to fix the problem? And number four, are they willing to go with you on the journey to fix the problem? Answer yes to those four questions and you have yourself a qualified potential future customer. Leaders are readers. Want to become the next leader for your team? Let's check out what Tim is reading this week. This week's book is Gap Selling by Keenan. The way I heard about this book was through a LinkedIn poll, or it was a post, I guess, to a poll that talked about what are the, what, or what is rather, what is the greatest sales book of all time? And there were plenty of authors on there, some that I've already previewed on the show, some that are actually going to be uh, showcased with their books on future shows. And what I found was that this book was making its way up the charts. I hadn't heard of the book. I hadn't heard of Keenan. And so I really wanted to find out how is this book that continues to climb up the ranks and got to number two, lost out to Jeb Blunt's Fanatical Prospecting, which is on the list. We'll showcase that in a future episode. When I dove in and said, okay, this is book. It's everybody's talking about it, at least in this poll. There's, and it went up to shot to number two. I got to find out who Keenan is and what this is all about. And so I got the book and this book really, for me, was game-changing. The way that Keenan looks at gap selling, which is what I've been talking about all through all of these podcast episodes, finding the business problem, get out of our heads about being product-centric, stop talking about our stuff, stop talking about our companies and how good we are, focus on the customer's business problem and what we can do to help them solve that problem, which is really what a lot of this book is about. Even the four questions that I took are directly from Keenan's book. This is specifically something that he promotes around how we need to better communicate as sellers. We're too rushed to want to jump in and think that we can solve the problem as soon as we hear one little thing that might be the, the challenge that they're having. But as he goes on and explains, like there are Lots of different ways in which you can dig in to find what the problem is, what the impact is, what's causing it, what are the root causes of the problems that these people are facing? What's the current state? What's the future state? What is it it looks like for them on their side of the business? Once we have all of those details, we can start picking away at the four questions that I've outlined in this podcast episode about the journey that they're about to take and decide whether or not it makes sense even for us to move forward or not. If we can't answer those four questions legitimately through finding out about all of these different elements, as I've explained, the root cause, the impact, the problem, the 
future state and the current state. If we don't have all of that, then it's not worth having the conversation to move it forward. That's where this discovery becomes so important. And why I said at the top of the show that opening is the new closing. People talk about closing deals all the time, but it's in the opening. It's digging in and having these serious conversations and really finding out truly what is going on in our potential future customers' business to really understand whether or not we can help them and being honest with them to say, if this is a problem that we cannot fix, then we hopefully can recommend somebody who can or point them in the direction of where we think they need to go. Because if it's not our solution, if our solution isn't going to fix the business problem that they're having, then what's the point of continuing on with the sale? It's just going to lead to a bad experience for both parties. So the book really changed the way I thought about selling. And I am really excited to have shared it with you. I recommend if you haven't done so already, go find this book. It's available on Amazon. I will put a non-affiliate link in the show notes to the Amazon book so that you can pick it up. And when you read it, I suggest you read it several times. I've already got marks in it so that I can go back and quickly reference because this is something that's going to evolve, but that you need to go back and recall certain elements, making sure that you've got all of the pieces correct. So keep it handy, read it more than once. This is a phenomenal read. Go out, read it today. One of the key takeaways from the gap selling book that I took away was those four questions that I shared with you and how I could remember them and make sure that I was tracking when I'm speaking to my potential future customers. So I created the four questions worksheet. And this is something that is a space for me to keep track when I'm speaking to my potential future customers for my business. And in Sometimes I'm using it during our conversations. Other times I'll do a recap and make sure I've captured the information correctly and just summarized it on the worksheet so that I can refer to it as we continue through our sales process. If you would like to get a copy of this worksheet, go to timbarnaby.com slash four questions. That's timbarnaby.com slash the number four questions. And download a copy of the four questions worksheet. When you do, send me a note. Let me know what it's like and let me know if you use it to help you win your next sale. In next week's episode, we're going to continue on this discovery process. If you recall, this is the Bantless discovery part of our framework. So we're going to talk about Bant and why we don't necessarily want to use Bant as the way in which to qualify our potential future customers. So tune in next week. And if you haven't done so already, go ahead and give this show a rating and a review so that others can discover the show. And for our visual learners, if you wanted to see me speaking to the camera this entire episode, because I didn't have any drawings to share, you can check us out on YouTube. Just search for Win The Deal Show. That's all for this week. I hope you are able to take away one little nugget and implement it in your sales process. And if you do, write to me at Tim at TimBarnaby.com and let me know your success. Have a great rest of the week and I look forward to sharing more with you 
in next week's episode. Until then, go out and take massive action and win the deal. Thank you for listening to the Win the Deal Show. What action will you take away and implement? We would love it if you would leave a rating and review in order to help others like you find this show. And remember to subscribe so that you will be the first to hear the latest episode. Check out all our episodes at winthedealshow.com. Thank you for listening. Now, go out, take massive action, and win the deal.